0: Monday, November fourth, two thousand eighteen. Welcome to Postmarkum twenty five. I'm Scott Southard. And I'm Tim Crisp,
1: your host, Scott, my friend. You're looking so tan. Oh,
0: oh you noticed.
1: You got that you got that northern European tan. Ah, you going noticed
0: on. those cloudy days, what they did to my my white skin. Just
1: hanging out in Dublin for a week. Just hanging out by the river. Mm putting down a Guinness sipping a Guinness with oh. my shades on Isn't it crazy though the fact that it it literally tastes
0: better It does
1: It's kind of
0: wild it's right It's weird and I was not expecting it I think there's something dude it's funny I I'm so I landed in Dublin 2 weeks ago and I got a I got landed at 5 in the morning I got a cab from I got a taxi cab yeah, it was very exciting.
1: Yeah, and it was it was probably awkward for you when you accidentally got into the
0: driver's seat. Oh my gosh! He told me, "Hey, oh. get, oi. <laughs> get out of my seat." Yeah, oh man. You know you this know how they guy t- was they in, do Dublin. in Dublin. Uh, no, but I I sat down in the back of the cab, and he's the guy starts talking to me, and you know we talked for like two or three minutes, and he's like, "Ah, America, yeah, you guys, Chicago specifically," he's like, "You guys have like a crazy." Uh, vision of, of Irish folks, right? It's like all we do is drink and all we do is 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 fight. And he's and then, and I was like, yeah, that's weird, right? That seems like really fucked up. And then for the next half hour of this cab ride, he talks about Guinness. For the full <laughs> 30 minutes, he just talks about Guinness, and it was just like, all right, man, cool. We
1: get. Uh, my parents use or used at this point, you just missed them. My parents have been living in Dublin for two and a half years and you decide to go like a week after they move out of their house. Um, But they would have this guy uh, named Arter who would pick everybody up for them. He was like, he was a cab driver, but he was more of just like a, I think he just has a good, base of of people where he gives clients he gives rides to the airport that's his whole thing sure and god he was just like such a hoot just like ah yes we'll I be going to the rolling stones tonight <laughs> and probably having a few <laughs> <laughs> and just talking about the wife <laughs> it was uh, just constantly referring to the wife the wife uh-huh. i
0: feel like yeah there's like a really lovely like m- marriage of like, no, these cliches aren't always true, but yeah, we embrace a lot of these cliches. Yeah. I think th- that's really cool. I
1: think that there's, uh, there's a real charm to that place and and to those
0: people. Um,
1: did you have a good time?
0: I had a great it's time. It's a weird city, though. It's a really weird city. I enjoyed that river that goes down the middle of it a lot. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of cute little bridges that go over it. Your dad turned me on to the Samuel Beckett Bridge. Oh, yeah. a big fan of that one. Right,
1: and then you're just sitting there, and I'm like, and you're like, hey, where's Godot?
0: Yeah, and I, just, I waited there all day.
1: I'm, I'm waiting here. Uh, you ever see that movie?
0: <laughs> I saw the miniseries. <laughs> just, it keeps on waiting. I've been watching The
1: Staircase on Netflix. You ever heard about this? No, what is this? This is a story of a, uh, a husband and a wife in North Carolina the wife um that di- dies in the home of is This is like a no, horror? No, no, it's a it's a documentary. Okay. It's a, it's a the wife falls down the stairs apparently and the husband finds her they'd been up late drinking he was outside came in and she's just bleeding out at the bottom of the staircase and they arrest him uh for murder. Whoa. Because they're like, how is there so much blood? And the thing about it is that it was filmed by a French crew in like the early 2000s, is when the incident happened. And it is so like technically not imprecise, I guess to say, but you watch a lot of these like Netflix. Uh, you know productions sure, making a murder so tight it's and so clean. slick and this is just like there's footage that you wouldn't normally see because it's just like you know the lead attorney uh the lead defense attorney is practicing for the for the opening statement the night before and he's having problems with his presentation machine and there's a guy oh, there and cool. he's kind of like like got to get my slides to work. Like, I can't go into this not having it ready. And I also can't practice not having it ready. And it's just like long. The story kind of really gets interesting as it goes. And then it picks back up 10 years later. And then it picks back up 15 years later. Very engaging content. It's it, sounds, the staircase. it sounds
0: nice. I I have a general a general uh I don't know pushback. My brain, my knee-jerk is to just discredit any of the uh the true crime, you know, making a murderer type things. Yeah. Uh and I can totally
1: vibe with that because I think that there it's it's interesting when you have uh a podcast like my favorite murder which right. is a very good podcast but the idea that you have a favorite murder is to so me very insensitive yeah um but i'm also deeply fascinated by this sort of thing and i think that there's a very particular type of enjoyment that people get that is it's weird and it's morbid and it's strange to see people get so excited about how engaged they are with it but it's also it's fucking strangely human how engaging it is
0: it's one of the biggest it seems to be one of the biggest genres that's kind of cropped up since the ability to make media has become a bit more egalitarian like it seems like as smaller production companies and smaller crews and smaller groups of people have gotten together and decided to create things that like there's shit tons of podcasts about true crime now. The Netflix genre is obviously exploding. Like they're making so many of these miniseries and like unearthing so many of these old docs.
1: Well, I think that it's also, you can go back even further, and this is something that has always had and it, it's always had its its waves of interest. You look at something like Unsolved Mysteries, mm-hmm. which did so well, and that For so long. Not only was focused on murder but but other things but look at how much those productions cost it's a very cost effective thing to do you just sit down with people you recreate them for cheap or the events for cheap and suddenly it's like all you need to do is just kind of bare bones things to to create something
0: yeah just structure that narrative
1: but you know going back into like The 70s when we had a big rise in serial killers and people were figuring out, like, what is what is happening? What is going on with these people and their impulses to do this, to do this over and over and over
0: again? Um, it, It makes sense, I think. Yeah, I think it's a weird thing that nobody fully understands, but everybody understands the concept of violence and the concept of justice. Yeah. And I think that this really pulls up both of those in a way that makes it tangible.
1: Yeah. And the one of the enjoyments of, of the staircase is you're you're watching it. I don't know anything about this, so the fact that it picked back up, you know, after eight episodes or something, I was surprised because I was like, Oh, this is just a case that I that I know nothing about yeah. and it's so crazy. And you get engaged in that sort of crime solving
2: way mm-hmm.
0: you feel like a detective throughout it right like you mm-hmm. feel like oh i know who uh di- oh, it's gotta be that guy right or there's no way this guy yeah i think that that's like a lot of it right yeah. it makes you feel smart and having like just watched the oj show
1: sure. that was on fx uh someone had just told me about oh man i got it. my my guy at work that's like bad at, at the job but loves lil wayne mm-hmm like we had to let him go. Oh shit! Yeah, it was a bummer. He just like wasn't getting it. Sure. Know? And he sure. was working three days a week, so he wasn't like picking it up. Yeah, it was but not enough time. He told me about it on his last day there, oh. and I and I was like, "All right, cool, can't wait to watch that." Um, you ever work with someone who you knows getting fired at the end of the day?
0: Uh, no, not at the end of the day. Yeah. No, that's Pretty rough. Rough. Yeah. Um,
1: Ugh. I said sorry. <laughs> I didn't. I, you know. He was like, sorry, we were closing. Dude. We were closing. My boss comes in and and we're doing the things, and he's like, "Are we good? Like, can I go down and talk to Agnes?" And I'm like, y- "Yeah, you mind putting those dishes back first? <laughs> you motherfucker! What? We what? What was I supposed to do? Put those dishes back for him. What? So I I was.
0: Uh, You're a model employee.
1: Well, He's I not... was also doing things. I sure. wasn't just
0: sitting there. Was it the, it was. it? You guys were closed, though? Yeah. You could totally wait for those dishes and let him not do the dishes okay. on the day that he gets fired. Yeah, but I was also <laughs>
1: cleaning out the burr grinders uh-huh. and...
0: I don't know. It sounds like you were, you were having just as rough of a day as he was. I was
1: not having fun. It was nice of him to tell me about uh, this show, The Staircase, where he's just like, <laughs> I feel like they get all this access because it, at first it's just a French crew that's filming this thing, and then Netflix just buys it. Sure. It's not a Netflix production. It's something that Netflix just Picks paid up. for. But the fact that it's some French TV production, they're granted a crazy amount of access to it because I don't think anybody's stopping to say like oh we don't want we don't you know we're not too comfortable with the filming crew just coming into this guy's cell sure well,
0: and I, I mean like spoiler alert i'm assuming that this is before you are saying early 2000s this is before yeah. like the current craze of like real yeah. doc mm-hmm. like we need all of the information it's a, ass- it was
1: a someone very smart in the Netflix research department was just like Yo, all they we got to do here is make an intro, an intro to this. Yeah, That's literally all we have to do. That's so rad. Um, hey, we're not stalling. No, I haven't. Not se- quite. I just haven't seen you. Yeah, we haven't hung out for a couple weeks now. Um, yeah. So, let's start with the fact that, well, in discussing what we were going to talk about, trying to organize things, trying to organize things, and trying to think of. Well, maybe we should have a backup plan going. Um, I went to our backup plan yesterday. Tried to watch Halloween Havoc mm. 1993 and a uh, a systematic error occurred on the WWE network because I'm not a, uh, a user of it anymore oh. and my subscription had run out the day before. So here we are. How did that feel? It was the. It was interesting, I think, because I have been in a. I have been in a watching old WCW mode. I read most of that Guy Evans book in right. one sitting, and then I lost my Kindle. Um, oh bummer yeah it was like under that that radiator there and now it's not there anymore well no i couldn't find it for weeks oh it was under there there. i had some monitors here that i moved and there was my kindle just sitting there um
0: so you read this book so i read most of this book and then i was
1: and then i was like picking it back up and i was like i was like oh okay cool um you know listening to bischoff's podcast which has really gotten me so into wcw um and then uh yeah i canceled it after the saudi arabia saudi arabia announcement that uh the wwe like many other uh u.s (laughs) companies was gonna continue in saudi arabia and i had a feeling of like all right well let's take advantage of what i got here while i have it Because
0: like you cancel and it gives you like the last yeah. few days of what you paid for right. or whatever. Right. right. My
1: my my subscription renews on like the second, sure. and yeah, I started to watch something and then I was just like, I don't even have, I don't even have this in me. I don't even have watching, uh, you know, Super Brawl, nineteen ninety three. Sure. So yeah, it it was weird, um, because I know that we talked last time about. The idea of canceling it. Right. If this crown jewel were to go down in Saudi
0: Arabia and how... Does that make it the... Yeah, yeah. And I mean... So this is an interesting thing, right? This is... I mean, I think it's probably the right thing to do if we're saying... Just to, to preface all of this, I think canceling your WWE Network subscription... In general, is the right thing to do as a human being on this planet, right? Yeah, I think I mean, we can say that. If, sure. safely.
1: I I want to point out though that I don't think uh, that not doing it is the wrong thing to do.
0: Yeah, I'm saying this as someone who uh, is, still has that subscription. Yeah, going.
1: and I and and I think that it's. I guess just important for the (laughs) the, just the way that i process things internally and the fact that i'm a person that when it comes to just what i portray of myself in public i don't ever want to be the one that's like i did this because it's right and you should all know about it Mm -hmm. because not doing this is wrong right
0: um and and this is that's a tough one right because it's like it's absurd and and obnoxious maybe when somebody brings up that michael jackson is like you know a pedophile when you're listening to beat it right right because beat is just a great song and we all just want to listen to this great song yeah. and then you're like dude why do you got to just ruin this right now but uh-huh. i mean that is to say that like I don't know if that's necessarily the wrong thing to do in these situations, right? It's, it's really, it's such a tough thing,
1: I think, to, to be a part of and to also think about how you present things outwardly to people because there's, in a lot of instances, there are, there's no gray area and thinking that you want to make an excuse or you want to not fully address something about a person who created something just because you want to be able to listen to that thing or watch that thing or tell that joke that you heard it's it's fucked up that anybody would want to do that but it's so impossible to expect anybody to not do that
0: yeah it's a really tough thing and i don't know this is such a this is a discussion that i think we're constantly having maybe as society or a generation or a group of of progressive-minded individuals i'm not sure who's having this discussion all the time I, I know I am regularly having this discussion with people about different things absolutely and you know it always comes down to the idea of everybody has their own line separate the art from the artist blah 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 which I'm assuming that whoever's listening to this has already had those discussions as well
1: yeah and in, in some form and I feel like everybody who's listening to this has probably been on both sides of that discussion Everybody has been, you know, in a situation where you are not defending someone, but you are saying, like, you know, this meant a lot to me. This is something that makes me feel better. And I am able to uh, do this, and I think that I'm still able to be on the right side of the issue here. Mm -hmm. And it's... (sighs) I think that anybody who um, is feeling like someone is defending a thing that they're opposed to it's just a it's it's so easy to just be like fuck you.
0: Totally. You are ignoring this. And I think that our excuse regularly is just to say like this is my excuse is just to to use the black or white argument to just say like yeah, I know this is wrong. I'm doing a hypocritical thing. What do you want from me? Yeah, and that's there, there's an easy not a defensive... person on the
1: planet that's not a hypocrite.
0: Right. Exactly. And it's an, it's a really easy defensive mechanism for me to say like I know that I'm wrong. I know this this company is wrong, right? Because that way I'm getting out ahead of it, right? And I'm telling people that no, this company's despicable. You shouldn't support them. But like, you can't get mad at me because I know that, and I'm 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 agreeing with that. But I'm also like giving them my money in this like totally bullshit manner. Yeah. It's not a good excuse at all. And it's not fair. And just like think so in the past couple of weeks when I was out of town I watched a ton of wrestling and went out of went out of my way to go see local wrestling in in London which is and so dope. We, it was tight. We'll we'll make sure to talk about it. Yeah, that yeah, we can talk about it a little. But I went I went to go do that and another perk of being in Europe was to was the fact that uh, new japan shows were on in the mornings oh wow if i was watching it live i can watch i can wake up in the morning and watch a new japan show yeah which was tight and so i watched a lot of new japan while i was there uh and and absorbing all of that at the same time as having these two pay-per-views and all of Raw and SmackDown and and the, you know just a very full two weeks of wwe wrestling it made it very clear that like obviously WWE is not the best wrestling company in the world they're the biggest one I guess we follow them because I feel like it's almost an obligation I feel like yeah
1: I mean we, we do this show and I it's not something that we put a whole lot of stock into like what viability this has like what the what our listenership oh, is. Yeah, we're we're I, just doing this because because right. I, I like you so much. Oh yeah.
0: But the and like I, and I'm I don't mean to I don't want to say that like I feel obligated to watch WWE because of this show.
1: Well, I I guess my point is that we talk about WWE and WWE is the center of it because it's probably the only thing that you could talk about in terms of wrestling, that isn't exclusionary in some terms. You, I have friends who just don't watch WWE anymore, but I have a lot more friends who don't watch New Japan Weekly or whatever company. Yeah. They're not keeping up with it to such an extent, and WWE, it's like, all right, well, at the very least, we're not having to explain... The main players and there's just a, a standard that everybody, even if you're not watching it on a week to week, you can follow along and and get something out of the conversation. Whereas if we spend it talking about independent promotions, people are going to feel left out or they're just not going to know or well, we're just going to be st- stuck being like, you have to see this right to
0: understand. And I think there's also a, f- a facet of that, that th- there's not. Maybe this is, I'm talking out of my ass, but I don't think that there's any companies out there right now that have the same lore building and the same ability to talk through meta-narratives, uh, the same ability. They they don't tell these, these same stories that we get from WWE. We, we could come on here every week and start talking about, you know, ROH or New Japan or... We have
1: have so much of a basis for, especially what we really like to talk about, of the the linear timeline, the moments where this is where there is a shift in the storytelling. This is where a whole new reality is opened up, and this is where the, the past gets rewritten. All of that stuff is just, it's there, and we know it, and we don't have to like it's just within us. I don't have to go and and say like, all right, now remember WrestleMania 13. Here's a moment where the bad guy turns out to be the good uh-huh. guy. right. That's there. And we all know that that was in 1997. And we all know that that was during the Monday Night Wars and the reality in WCW forced a shift in the reality in WWF.
0: The all of that's there. Yeah, we have a shared history and shared context, and I also think that the things that you and I enjoy talking about are more often than not much more about outside of the ring going on, going on. Whether it's it's kayfabe or not, whether it's you know backstage shit or it's the narrative that the company is putting forward. It's not super interesting to talk about the technicalities of a match. It's just not. It's cool to watch those matches and a high five about stuff afterwards, but I don't want to be picking apart some chain wrestling and then, you know, just talking move by move through a match. That's not interesting. That's not fun to to dissect. I mean,
1: this wasn't planned, but think about the engagement that those murder stories have. Mm -hmm. and and taking that in where it's like not only is this a story that's unfolding before me but here's what i think Mm -hmm. and oh i don't trust this guy and oh my god it's crazy that this happened the way that it did like it's kind of become a part of talking about wwe wrestling over the past few years where it's like i can't believe that this was as good as it was and you know, yeah the the conversation as it pertains to the indie world is kind of this is where a lot of incredible shit is happening and this is what wwe is kind of having to respond to in some way like the reason that AJ Styles and Seth Rollins and, and Dean Ambrose are where they are, arguably, is because of what has been happening in independent wrestling around the world over the past 10 years.
0: No doubt. And I don't think... It's tough because independent wrestling is, I, I in general, I have more fun when I watch the big indie shows than I do watching definitely more fun than watching Ron SmackDown every week. Right. If if we were watching whatever big pay-per-view event from whatever Indie Federation on a weekly basis, I think we would all have a lot more fun. But there's something about having feeding in and feeding from the shared history that's constantly created by the WWE. There's something about that that is, I mean, I think you feel you end up feeling like people do that, uh, I, like a like historical, like a historian or or some sort of academic, to some degree. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, think about think about Barry Bonds. Think about him breaking that home run record and how we were all, as a public, so engaged with that story. Just because, in all of it, the greatest crime is that he's going to hold the record. For home
0: runs. This this drug user. This cheater.
1: <laughs> he's a friggin' cheater. And you think about the type of engagement that you can get behind in, in really the, the pathos of it all is that there's a sanctity to the game that he's playing and the history to it. And the history of Major League Baseball and those records and the people who held those records before him this list this, this crook and sure yeah. I mean we get I feel like we get the same way with like looking at looking at things in terms of the legacy and the continuing legacy of it you know I love the AJ Styles quote when they when they split the brands and it was like do you want to go to Smackdown or do you want to go to Raw and he's like I want to go to Smackdown because that belt Mm -hmm. is the world heavyweight title that's the WWE title that's the Ric Flair belt that's Dusty Rhodes that's Bret Hart that's where I want to be and there's something in me that just says
0: yeah. Absolutely. I don't know if you saw this, but somebody put together a really great uh like visual timeline of the major belts. Yeah. Uh oh, I would
1: just lap that up. It's
0: so beautiful and it's it's mostly I think it's just uh the NWA title and the WWE title from the starts and then it how they cross over, how they Maneuver about how they split into different belts at some points It's amazing.
1: Here's something that I'm that I'll say now that might not be true, but it's the way that I feel and maybe it's uh, Maybe it speaks to kind of the greater feeling that I have towards wrestling in general I think that I enjoy Talking about wrestling reading about wrestling thinking about wrestling more than I enjoy Watching wrestling.
0: Dude, I mean, I think we've talked about this before, but a lot of why I watch Raw and SmackDown every week is so I can listen to the podcasts, all of the podcasts that I listen to. It's so much... I love listening to people talk about wrestling. Yeah,
1: and honestly, my... I will not discontinue that practice. 100% will not do that. And I, I just think about how one of my favorite wrestling memories that I have is was a freshman in the dorms, didn't really know anybody. Mm-hmm. didn't like anybody on my floor. Mm-hmm. and I just spent so much of my first semester there <coughs> just listening to music on my headphones and reading everybody's Wikipedia. Sure. that was like just such an incredible. Time that I spent where I was just so Filled with you know hearing for the First time the story of Hacksaw Jim Duggan and the Iron Sheik getting Arrested for smoking Weed and drinking beers in a car and the Big story is the fact that they're hanging Out Mm -hmm. that always Made me feel Pretty unbelievable and the Engagement that 2011 brought for me Of getting back into it yeah that's That's really real but I I it's 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 real and it's felt in a in a kind of adult way kind of a
0: participatory way um i mean that's why this is better than real sports right because you get you get an extra level you get a full layer of extra storytelling that real sports doesn't really give you dude
1: i'm telling you just i'm gonna i'm gonna keep the c s p m plus subscription just because i want to watch documentaries about sports Mm -hmm. i don't need to watch fucking a football game ever again but give me an hour and a half on herschel walker fucking hell yeah sign me up for that honestly and and you know wrestling is it's such an interesting thing to look at and look at it in terms of just the way narratives go within it and that real life that happens for these for these people i think that once you discover that and you can look at somebody as their character i mean we're talking dead wrestler of the week those were so groundbreaking and life-changing for me because it was just like i have all of this stored all of this about the big boss man like i know and That's so great to have because I just spent four years in college trying to get to a a level with something that I'm not nearly as interested in, but being able to talk about it in these terms. And here it is with fucking with the craziest, goofiest, dumbest thing in the world that has been stupid since I was seven
0: years old. You know, maybe maybe that's part of what this is, right? Maybe. What's so beautiful about wrestling is that it allows you to think about it in a way that you wish you could think about things that actually matter. And it's just such a, it's such a, it opens its gates to you to, to, to process and breathe in it, this entire world and to start thinking about it academically and rhetorically in, in ways that you, could never think about anything else because you're not an expert on those subjects but the WWE specifically allows you to it encourages you to become an expert on it it gives you its history it shows it to you you know like full cloth and and that's why that's why I watch wrestling I mean and and you think about too the
1: the stark differences between the reality that's Presented on one side and the reality behind the curtain mm-hmm. think about how insane some of these people were and how uh, you know the the Torturous of the the torturous nature of, of doing this 300 days a year before we knew what was happening to these people medically and That just brings a whole new levity to it and it, it allows you to engage emotionally in a way that is it's there's nothing like it because there's nothing that is so absurdly different on opposing ends. It's,
0: that's a really interesting concept as well, too, right? Like there's these two entirely different narratives that are presented, whereas with the with basketball or the NFL, the narratives are the same, right? Right. It, it, like there's there's nothing that's diverging. There's nothing that's. Uh, that's running in parallel.
1: Think about think about a think about a promo in football. You got a big game coming up. Well, we just gotta we just gotta work together as a team and that's what we've been doing all year and we're just gonna go out there and do our best.
0: One game at a time.
1: Yeah. The most boring bullshit around. And it's because they don't wanna to- Talk about it, right? they, They they view the media and the
0: press as something that they just have to go out and do, and and well, and they only. I mean, I think that's a lot of it too. That if if the media and the press is discussing any of that, it's only in a negative light, right? Anytime the media says, "Oh, did you see that press conference?" It's always bad. Yeah, they're always either making fun of or tearing down one of the athletes, and. There's or not... they're talking about praxis. <laughs> yeah. Not a game. I feel like... I don't know. I I think to bring it all around, it's... All of wrestling has this shared history, right? But nothing besides the big monolith of WWE has a full history, right? New Japan has its own. But can you imagine trying to dig through the New Japan world... Uh, archives to try and gain even a mild understanding of that history right. of that company oh,
1: God, it, it'd be impossible and even to think that you're you're working against something like i wasn't watching wcw in 1993 but i know who all those people
0: are right you at least have a frame of reference for a lot of those people i feel like if i was watching through old new japan stuff to try and gain an understanding what's going on it would be like oh there's vader right yeah great oh cool the road warriors are here for <laughs> 8 months that's that's awesome and and that's not this i mean like this is also on the checklist of things i'd like to do with my life if i had more free time i if i didn't have a job i would certainly be watching hours of new japan a week but it's you a, do have a job and i'm really proud of you ah, thanks um it's y-
1: y- y- you go into what has what has happened with saudi arabia and it's not like you're expecting the wwe or any big corporation to take an ethical stand it's the the idea that money talks here it doesn't not talk for google it doesn't not talk for the Gates Corporation, that uh, the Gates Foundation, or whatever, whoever pulled out last. Right. There's the, the the idea that there is a corporate entity out there that is doing something because they think that it's right and just is delusional. Yeah, it's and laughable. Anybody who who sees something like that and thinks. They're doing it because it's the right thing to do. Fucking moron. You're delusional. I'm not expecting the WWE to to say, "Ah, you know what, we just, we can't justify being here because what happened here was atrocious and disgusting. No, they just did what they're going to do and what they think is a is a move that doesn't affect them negatively in the same way that a that positively like carrying out the show there would um yeah they have to run a cost benefit analysis right so what is my 999 that they're not getting this month amount to versus you know whatever they made at this show tens of millions of dollars what is john oliver going like running them through the through the grinder on hbo amount to okay a bunch of people who think wrestling is stupid anyway thinks
0: wrestling is even stupider yeah now they think it's immoral and stupid um the thing though is i do think there's a that cost benefit analysis that the WWE or any corporation has to do when they're deciding whether or not to, to spend their money in certain ways. I think that there is something to the PR behind it, right? I mean, the one thing that I'm thinking of a lot right now is uh when the uh where were they gonna they were gonna have a fabulous Moolah tournament and Oh, everybody right. pushed back, and now it's the Mae Young
1: Classic.
0: It's something or, no, else. It was it the else. it was the Battle Royal. It was the Battle at, Royal. at yeah. WrestleMania, and people pushed back, and like Snickers threatened to pull funding, right? Mm-hmm. And that was that was when the cost benefit analysis shifted into a way that was like, it wasn't a moral decision, but the the morally better outcome happened because of of something right, right? because but, of but, a pr yeah incident. but
1: snickers isn't in, isn't in advertising on the saudi arabia show Right, saudi arabia is advertising right so they have no the... reason to do anything there so i will say because i do want to talk about your experience watching it sure um when they said it i immediately canceled and my i was never in a position of saying if they do this I'm canceling my subscription. It didn't occur to me but when I saw it my gut was just like fuck you. Fuck you. I don't want this. And even when I'm sitting there with five days left on my access to it I'm still like fuck this. I watched Evolution and I... I knew that it was good, but I didn't enjoy it. Sure, Becky match. I really oh, enjoyed
0: matches. We'll talk about it.
1: Um, but that was that was what was in my gut sure. at that moment, and I don't think I've I I have had a couple instances in the past couple years of of having a very just guttural fuck you, and I don't. I definitely haven't backed down on any of those I there's there's people that I don't see as often as I would like to because I haven't backed down on one of them Uh, but I know that I'm looking at this and I'm knowing that at some point in the next few months maybe more I'm gonna be like yeah all right use a different email and a different credit card for a free trial. Sure. The fact that they are probably going to run a real thick promotional uh, offer for probably not returns, but sign up for the WWE Network again, and you get two free months. So when I get my two free months, yeah, Yeah, probably. that's what you can buy back yeah. in. hmm
0: I mean, I think looking through this whole thing, I think that... I don't necessarily even like this. Is not the most egregious thing WWE's ever done. No, right? like no, we've been supporting an evil corporation for a long no, time. They
1: they have have actively contributed to deaths on their own
0: terms, right? And I and I mean, even within the calendar year. I don't know. My personal morals and and values uh, would say that. Having the first show in Saudi Arabia that didn't allow women it is a bigger. I have a bigger problem with that yeah. than I do with them continuing with this show after like money was invested and whatever. I, it, it, regardless, they're it's doing so awful weird shit. How that works? Right? It is, and but this became a big media thing, and this became a huge. You know, it was a big talking point through and through, and I. I think it's a very fair straw to break the camel's back. I think that that's a fine thing to happen.
1: Honestly, I I think it's a huge straw in terms of the... We've had moments, the fact that women uh, weren't able to compete, the fact that Linda is part of the Trump administration. We've had these moments where we've been forced to reckon with the way things are now being as political as they are constantly we've had our moments of being like oh this is so close this is Mm -hmm. so close to forcing me to have to acknowledge my politics here but it's so much easier to just not because it's nice to enjoy something.
0: Yeah. It's one of the few things that I it's and I mean more and more as I become a boringer and boringer adult, it's one of the few things that I have in life that are like definitive about myself, you know? I yeah. think that when somebody somebody recently asked me like what talents I have or what I'm good at uh-huh. and I was just like I don't know. I watch a lot of wrestling. And that's what I told this guy. Yeah. And He was like, Cool. Let's talk about wrestling. Yeah. This for like a, a work podcast. Uh-huh. And he was like, What's what's something that we could talk about on this that defines you? You
1: were on another podcast? I was
0: on another podcast. You I didn't plugged I plugged this one. Oh, cool. I didn't. I just said I'm on another podcast oh. while I was on well, I podcast. Well, I wish you would have
1: told we could have told uh, our listeners at home to listen. I would like to hear it. Oh, it went
0: it went great. Yeah, we talked about work. Uh-huh. Nice. Uh huh. Nice. But hey, work hard or play hard. Uh, I like to do both. <laughs> the, but yeah, I mean, it's I really love wrestling. I really love enjoying it, and even when it's 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 crazy the relationship that you get in with it that even if it's not good when it's on you still enjoy it to some degree right like i love hating wrestling and i love loving wrestling everything about it is so nice and it's it's so tough when something when you can treat this thing as entertainment or academia and then real life comes in and it infiltrates your your i
1: think everybody has their their own form of of fantasy reality uh I mean escape sounds a little cliche but it's true. It's true we all we all we all take part because we all need it. Sure. And yeah, I think that the the way that it's evolved into our adult lives is very real and I do cherish it. Um but yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know if it was this event or if it was just the fact that it was the thing that kept popping up and finally had it just it just played out in such a way that it was just like fuck off. Just get the fuck out of my face.
0: Yeah, I think I think a lot of what happened here Compared to what had been happening previously, was that this was an instigatory, like, this was them flicking you off first. That wasn't, it's not you saying fuck you, it's you saying fuck you too. It's, it's, this, this was so public and so blatantly a slap in the face rather than these other transgressions that were maybe a little less public and not acknowledged. Mm-hmm. This was acknowledged to some degree by not acknowledging it it was very much acknowledged that like we are doing this thing that is not okay and i think that makes it a lot easier to have a reaction to it
1: yeah yeah so um you know i wasn't really paying attention to to the internet on friday but i do remember a text to the thread you saying guys this is so weird
0: it's really it was really weird it was a weird show. The whole thing? I mean... do you remember, What was it that was in that? I texted... I remember specifically texting that this is despicable. Oh, that's what point. it was.
1: You did say despicable.
0: And that was when they cut from Hulk Hogan, who was in the ring, to uh, a Shah, who was a member of the government, and they said his name, too. I don't remember what his name was, but uh-huh. it was just like, you put fucking Hulk Hogan at the top of the show... And then you're going to celebrate the government. He came out first? He came out right away. Oh, my God. And it was, you know, he gave his dumb little, like, let me tell you something, brother. He didn't say anything. You know, he, he just did Hoganisms. Uh-huh. And said, I'm so happy to be here at Crown Jewel. And, you know, did his shit. And then they cut to some government official. And it was just like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Doing this is like that was when I felt That slap in the face that was like okay if you're gonna Put it on maybe you do something tasteful Here and they didn't they didn't Do the same amount of like Propaganda throughout the show but they Still were it was still very much The same vibe of a Bunch of officials in the front rows That were like not there for The show and I it was just Like it just felt like they're Throwing all of their eggs in one basket and just being like, "Look at us, this is like front and center. this is the company we are. We don't give a shit about racism, mm-hmm. we don't give a shit about sexism, like we're a clearly bad company, and we're not we're not even gonna try and hide it anymore it was it was very frustrating,
1: damn, so um, what's it I mean, I guess Hogan's another one of those where you don't really know how you're gonna feel about it until it actually happens like you know i could see myself getting mad about it and i could also see myself just being like whatever i'm just looking at my phone
0: sure i mean i think like during that more than him being it was just the fact that it was all happening at once that Maybe it it felt like a tactical move really to like sneak him in on this show that everybody's already frustrated about. Yeah. This will be, this will not be two headlines. This will be one headline. And so they got it, got it done with. And I don't know. I, I was just, yeah, truly just more frustrated about the entire situation than, than Hogan existing there, which is probably what they're trying to do. I yeah, mean, also sure. they're getting a huge fucking paycheck for him showing up, right? Like, we know that they want all of the old guys to come in right i'm sure that paycheck was just the motivating factor there
1: so how was the show otherwise
0: i don't know it so it was a it was just like four or five there was a tournament and then four matches uh uh-huh. uh the tournament was uh absurd i mean do you knew the names going in right like those eight wrestlers Mm -hmm. for the best in the world they replace uh cena with lashley because cena realized that he shouldn't do this yeah even if it's just a fucking pr move dude who cares just don't do it Mm -hmm. and so whatever i need
1: you to be justified right
0: (laughs) it's fine they go through the uh the tournament and uh ziggler and the miz are in the finals together which is an interesting pairing right wow uh, who beat Who beat Ray? I don't remember. All right, I was I was uh getting frustrated. Uh huh. Um, but the uh it ends the sh- the the last match is um his Miz vs Dolph, and uh something happens along the way where Dolph just like beats the shit out of Miz before the. The match begins and the Miz can't continue because his knee is busted. Uh Uh-huh. And, um... Oh, yeah, the Miz beat Ray. Uh. So, Miz can't continue in the finals. And out comes Shane McMahon to fight in the Crown Jewel World Cup Finals. And, uh he I, I mean i don't know it was an interesting thing to, that happened i guess uh-huh but it was just bizarre and really weird that it happened it was just like oh you got to get this name on the card i guess i'm not sure what they were thinking with this i don't know it was really
1: they're I, not even on the same show yeah they're not enter? on the same show it's like a uh, yeah that's
0: strange it was it was really strange it didn't make sense I think really the reason that it happened, Shane hits a dope coast to coast without uh, any weapons. Mm He just jumps and kicks Ziggler, pins Ziggler, and then does the the old Daniel Bryan with the championship trophy and does a lot of yesing, a lot of like cheering, and and just like rubbing it in everyone's faces. I think there's like a heel turn happening here. Uh Shane McMahon's going to be a bad boy that snuck in at the end and won this. And Uh now he's calling himself the best in the world okay well that's pretty cool Cool. yeah that's a good that's a good idea it was fine and fun i guess whatever it was totally inoffensive Uh and weird
1: uh (laughs) how is the who won the brock match oh my god dude i wish you would have
0: watched the show it's so weird it's Uh so weird uh so the i feel like i'm just recapping here but the well i mean this kind of is the recap yeah this is the recap (laughs) show (laughs) Brock and Braun. First of all, Baron Corbin comes out to he comes out with the belt, right? Because they gotta bring it out to crown a new champion. He comes out, he shows it, whatever. Brock and Braun get in the ring. Baron Corbin clubs Braun in the back of the head with a championship belt. Brock Lesnar gives Baron or Brock Lesnar gives uh, Braun Strowman five F fives and pins him for the belt. Wow! And that was it. That was the whole match wow it was not a match
1: and even for for you as a as a brock lesnar i'm happy he's got the belt for sure
0: but it was i don't know nothing happened
1: so much so much wild real shit we haven't we didn't have a show after roman Mm -hmm. um that's true so yeah it just feels like everything's just so up in the air how was uh how did sean look sean look good
0: hbk uh, i don't know he, he he owned he owned the uh the shaved head which i thought was a good move yeah he looked great dude he took has, his shirt off he has great good yeah totally
1: what what is he uh is he rocking a shaved chest again or is he be- is no. he on a hairy chest, no, he's got a good. chest. Good. good i hated when he was shaving his chest so stupid
0: um the match was a shit show it wasn't good at all triple h tours peck sean oh for real a moonsault uh from the top rope to the outside of the ring uh uh-huh. triple h punched kane's mask and wig off of his head it was just a fucking shit show it was four old men that should never have been in. yeah
1: was it an enjoyable shit show or no, was it it was yeah.
0: bad it was just sad and that bad. singles and match like,
1: was bad
0: yeah i don't know why they're doing this it i mean i know why they're doing this but it's just it wasn't pleasant to Here watch comes money yeah truly dude it it was just i don't know man it Shawn Michaels was there. And he he didn't look bad in the ring, but it was it was stupid and super unnecessary.
1: Is he done?
0: Is he I hope so. I don't know though. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Um Alright. Well, that's it.
1: It happened. It happened. Um You didn't miss much. I didn't. I know that. I already knew that. Um, even not knowing the results, but I did enjoy Evolution. Oh, let's talk a little Evolution. I mean, it started off pretty slow. It started, it started slow. The uh, tag match to open it was just like, I don't know, I felt like that put things into a, just a, it seemed like all of the things that we felt were going to be what that show was uh seemed like they were in motion as far as that tag match it was just like oh this is it's going to be a long night
0: yeah i think it really suffered that being the opening match that there wasn't anybody's favorite wrestler in it no one's no one's even third favorite wrestler was in that match you right. know it wasn't i think it could have done with bayley being in that match or ember moon or like some Somebody that we like,
1: I I thought that the six woman would be a much better way to open that show. Sure, you got you got stars that people are excited about um, at that point at that time. Um, let's skip ahead because we sure. we should be honestly wrapping
0: up. Sure, sure. Becky I,
1: Lynch and Charlotte Flair had that's the one the best match of the year. I could, I would agree. Yeah, that match was incredible. They did it. It was so crazy to see them not only use so much violence so many different things but they
0: told a story with it such a good story through and and, you know it's really hard to have even a match of the year candidate with a weapons match you know like there's you lose all of the drama of of the near falls, right? You lose all of the drama of finishers and like you know that a single finisher is not ending this match. You lose a lot. And this still managed to have shitloads of drama and shitloads of of storytelling within it. And yeah, it was just epic. And and it seemed like there was so many so many points where they could have taken an easy way out, it seemed like Charlotte very easily could have become the new Roman reigns uh and yeah. then this booable baby face that yeah. has the champion that just fucking won because but it just went perfectly. Becky did what
1: she had to do, and that's the best thing that could happen for her at this point, totally a lot of people have uh. Just really talked about the production of it, just being so so good in comparison to the normal run of the mill WWE pay per view shows. Mm-hmm. This was the NXT crew producing it, um, and that did so much. Dude, it was I- it was it was like it was kind of a gift that I felt like they turned the house down, the house lights down because they didn't want to show empty seats. I don't know if that's why they did, but that was kind of the thought that I had. Were there empty seats? I don't think they sold the building out. Mm. Um, But God, it was nice.
0: Yeah. I was nervous at first just thinking that they were treating it like a house show or like, you know, like one of those, like the beast from the East type stuff where it's, this Mm -hmm. is not really a pay-per-view, but it's, and maybe that is still the case internally but it made it feel so much more important. It made it feel so much more intense. And and it made the crowd feel huge. That crowd sounded big, man. Yeah. They were loud. And I don't know if it's because they're mic'd up differently or, or what. But they sounded great and were s- super pumped throughout. I also felt like they just did a
1: really good job of celebrating women and women in wrestling and not making it feel like such a pr campaign Mm -hmm. they never really went overboard on you know the opening video package was kind of what you're expecting but they never went all out with just like we're doing this because we're a good company that believes in ethical things right right
0: (laughs) i think i think they realized where they were at at that point and just like, let's just make this show happen. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's ch- I mean, that's what's so good about NXT too. That NXT shows are just wrestling shows that are self-contained and don't need to promote anything else. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I loved Evolution, man. I thought it was such a good time. I thought it was so fun to watch. Totally, totally
1: exceeded expectations. Um, And I haven't. Watched Raw and Smackdown this week I did get uh, kind of a word on the plan for Survivor Series and I just have to say Becky Lynch now uh, her name on Twitter is just The Man so wild and the screen cap of Ronda Rousey followed you that notification and Becky just saying she tried fucking perfect Uh, it's so good because now she is working she is working in the uh, reality era, I think. Yeah. She is doing a really good job of making this something that exists in real life outside of behind the camera. Mm-hmm.
0: And and it's also so amazing that she's just taking this momentum and utilizing it in, in this amazing trajectory, right? Like, she becomes the champ. She beats Charlotte. What's next? Like, don't dawdle around. There's no need to... To like hang out and, and you know, fight Tamina or something to like keep things going. She's just gonna go for Rhonda. Which obviously like Survivor series, okay, fine, sure, of course. But that's fucking brutal, man. That's such an a jump up and and her it's believable for her as well. It it makes sense that she That's what that's could what she would want. That's yeah. what she would want. She would say that
1: I already proved that I'm the best here. Now I want her. Mm-hmm. Um, it does line up so well, so perfectly, almost as if they had a plan. Um, but you know, it's it's November. People are people are starting to throw the uh, AOTY tag out there. Album of the Year. We're starting to think about wrapping up 2018. I'm looking at at the lead dog in the race here fucking wrestler of the year.
0: Oh yeah, easy.
1: Easy. Um, hey. It's nice that uh that we were able to have a discussion uh a little <laughs> bit different than any that we've had before <laughs> in front of these microphones. Um I haven't really thought about what we're going to do over these next few weeks, sure. but we're going to continue to do it and we're going to continue to do it in a way where it's not going to be one person sitting and shitting on something for yeah an hour.
0: Okay. I can't do that
1: again. Well, and, and I don't, I don't want anything to do with that. So uh, we're going to, we're going to continue on however we do. But this week was kind of a, let's just talk. Let's just talk it out. So we'll probably be doing that for a little while longer. You know, I got I got more email addresses and I got more cards to link. So at some point, at some point, this company is gonna be giving me a few free months of its content. But for now, for now, I'm I'm just uh, I'm I'm riding I'm riding down roads unknown unmarked territory
0: paving new paths
1: but we will be back next week please tell a friend about this show subscribe to it on apple Podcasts, stitcher you can check out my other shows better yet and as you were a podcast about alkaline trio i'm not mad about alkaline trio right now and i'm never mad at anyone who's on better yet not that i'm mad at scott but you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying um but I'll be continuing to do that. Check those out. You can check out Scott's podcast. We'll link it in the episode <laughs> notes here. and you hear him talk about what he does and how he does another podcast that he chooses not to plug when given the opportunity. But that's okay. He's still my friend, and so are all of you. So please come back, friends. Join us next week. Thanks, Bubba.
2: Stay.